Hey everybody, it's time for the Adam Smasher Show. Adam Smasher Show. Oh my god! Adam Smasher Show with my dad. Try not to screw it up, dad. Hey, I will do my best not to screw things up. Um, It is the Adam Smasher Show. Uh, My coffee mug. The D is for dickhead. So, it's one of my nicknames. Welcome. I want to start off with saying, when did uh, doing the right thing become such a big deal? Here's what I mean by that. I've said this for a while now, that whenever you see these stories... For example, there is a guy in Australia, one that comes to my mind, where he's in radio, and his partner, who is female, is not making uh, nearly as much money as he is. I'm not sure why. Sometimes that's how it goes in radio. It's a boys club sometimes, and there are plenty of great, talented females out there. And he decided to negotiate and give up some of his salary, I believe, to even things out a bit because she was pulling her weight. It's a partnership, and people made a big deal about that. Oh, such a good guy. Why? Because he did the right thing? Are we that? Is the world that shitty now where you just do the right thing? And people, you, you get an article after you, you know, it's, here's some good feel-good news. I mean, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I did that years ago. My last morning show partner, my dear friend, her name is Shonda, and, and we finish each other's sentences. That's how uh, closely connected we are. Uh, we're not working together at this time. She's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing after we got fired. But, you know, when we negotiated the first time together, I said, all right, well, let's just negotiate one salary and we'll split it down the middle. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. That's why. She deserves half of of this. This is a partnership. Now, if she wasn't doing anything, then okay. But she was, you know, anyway. And I was reminded uh, about this. When I was out over the weekend and uh, we were at a, a local place and we were having breakfast, we go every weekend, and these group of teenage girls left a table and I was stalking their table because I wanted the table. And when they got up and left, I went over to the, to the table and I noticed one of them left their wallet and keys on the, on the floor. So what did I do? I just grabbed them, walked out. You know, behind them, when they figured out I wasn't there to, you know, assault them or, or chloroform them, I said, here, you left your wallet. Oh, thank you. And she was walking away, and she said to one of her friends, ah, people are so nice. Like, she was surprised. And you see a lot of these uh, stories with the, 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 wa- the lost wallets being returned. Like, oh, can you believe this? Yeah, I can believe it because it's the right thing to do. If I find someone's wallet, I'm not going to be a fucking thief and, and steal their, their shit. I mean, look, I'm not a deeply religious man, but thou shalt not steal is one of those on those big stone tablets. That, I know that means it's a pretty big one. And I have a conscience. 
So I can't sleep at night knowing that. But again, it's just the right thing to do. I don't know about you, but my mom raised me not to be a thief and a heathen and just a straight up asshole. You know, you're, nowadays you go and your kids say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. People look surprised like, oh, my God, did he just say yes, sir? Yes, yes, he did, because we tell him to. And if he doesn't, we smack the shit out of him. Hello? Uh, I just, but they're, they're shocked. Why? Because most kids are dicks, that's why. Spoiled and titled brats. Not my kids. It's like a boot camp in my house. You better say yes, ma'am. Whoopsh, right in the back of the head. When, they li- when they're little, you spank their butt. When they get older, you're like, whoosh. Whack them in the head. Knock some sense into them. As my relatives would say in Louisiana growing up. Whoosh. Cool, y'all. Cool, y'all. Cool, y'all. Look it up. Google it. Anyway, I just I I I'm just thinking about how just shitty the world must be to where we grasp onto these stories like oh there is hope for humanity don't you hate those oh uh, there is hope for humanity after all because someone returned someone's fucking wallet oh my god I can't be the only one can I am I oh man. I'm going to be, I am, I am frightened. I am frightened to, to see what the world is going to be like in 50 years. I am, I mean, obviously I'm not going to, I'm going to be dead. Otherwise I'd be like 90. I'm not going to live till 90, please. I mean, it's just going to be terrible. You can't do anything anymore. I, I, this show kind of has a theme today because I found all these stories that kind of have to do with this very theme, this subject of, and I'm not going to say, oh, I wish things were the way they used to be, because we used to, we used to not have internet. That sucks. We used to not have Google. We had to look crap up in, a, in books. Can you believe that? Books. The Dewey Decimal System might as well be trigonometry. Have no idea how it works. Not a clue. Who is Dewey and his, what is with his decimal system? I can't figure it out. Now, you got Google. D- do you get aggravated? Because I get really, really aggravated when someone asks me a question and I just, I look at them like they're stupid. Like they are the biggest idiot buffoons on earth. And I just say, don't you have Google? Fuck, you don't even have to type anything now. Just press a button. Hey, Google. What's Dirty Sanchez? I I mean, I know what that is, but you might not know. This week, it came out that uh, a student started a petition that has suggested hippos or river horses are substituted substituted for the colonials. Uh, George Washington State University, I guess, is what it is. They say that the word colonial is deeply tied to systemic oppression. George Washington University, more than 200 students signed a petition to get rid of the mascot and nickname because they find the colonials extremely offensive. Colonials are, are offending 
these wimps. Yeah, I call them wimps. I was going to use the word p***s, but it's early in the show. The Colonial's mascot has been around since 1926, and it's a nod to George Washington. You know, he's the first president of the United States. Pretty important in history. And uh, the students say they object. Again, it's tied to oppression. The petition states that hippos or river horses would be more acceptable. The ninth river horse. We are the George Washington State River Horses. And you have to say it with a lisp. Why not just be the unicorns? Yay! Everyone loves unicorns. You know, I heard Hitler even loved unicorns. He did. And he hated everything. Um, Across the nation, students are taking offense to everything, from school mascots to park statues, all the statues. Um, and they, a lot of times they're successful too, which is whatever. The petition states that the historically negatively charged figure of colonials has too deep a connection to uh, colonization and glorifies the act of uh, systemic oppression. Here's what the guy who kind of started this said, quote, colonialist, terrorist, murderer, In a lot of places, that's what colonials mean to people. Why would we continue to call ourselves that? A terrorist. So uh, I, I I got into a rabbit hole of this and I was reading this Facebook post and I came across this uh, response from a guy named Bart Kogan. And here's what Bart wrote. Do you not know who the colonials are? They are the Americans who fought against the imperial colonization of the Americas by Great Britain. They fought the UK colonists all the way. The freedoms, the American uh, colonials, as recognized as the GW mascot, fought for include your right to submit this very petition to change our mascot. Please educate yourself on the history and on the English language. Both are very precise. Colonials never has or had a bad connotation. They were the folks living under imperialist rule, not the colonists who ruled them. It's a miracle that the American colonials rose up to challenge the British and won. Long live George Washington and the colonials. Would you have the, uh, had have the, the courage to stand up to uh, Great Britain like the colonials? No! You'd be curled up in your, in your hut or whatever they, they lived in. Like a scared little... That's what you'd be, making up petitions instead of getting out there and kicking some British ass. So ridiculous. I mean, I kind of understand if someone is truly like Native American, I think they probably have a a legitimate reason to, I don't want to say bitch and complain, but you know, they have a reason to like stand up. All right. Look what happened. So why are we trying to change history by, by doing this shit? You, You aren't offended. Are you really that offended? If you are offended, holy crap, man. Just go and and insert the tampon, buddy, because, wow, that offends you? When I see something, like, overtly racist, that offends me. I don't, I don't believe in it. I'm very anti-racism. I, 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 usually racists are pretty bad people. That's my stance. But, uh, you know, I don't think you, you can change history or, you know, mute 
kind of like mute. They want to mute history. Like kind of, oh, well, let's forget about that bad thing. There. Let's just focus on the good stuff. Like river horses are unicorns. Oh, so wonderful. So wonderful. Uh, grow up, you bunch of pussies. Seriously, life is going to eat you alive. Man, it is going to eat you alive. For real. Because you can't handle it. What if you don't like the, the, the logo or mascot your, your CEO chose for, your, for the company you're working for? You going to tell him something? Or are you going to keep your, your mouth shut and keep your head down and do your work? You'll probably stand up and say something. Look, um, Mr. Uh, Jenkins, um, I mean, I don't mean to impose, but I got these 20 signatures and we're very offended that you guys still have Grimace around. I know this is McDonald's, and Gr- but Grimace is, I mean, he looks too much like, uh, like a, a deformed dildo. And we're very offended by that. This big purple dildo, Grimace. Grimace is creepy. Very creepy. Seriously. Grimace and Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street. What the fuck was that about? Well, please, if that's not a character on hooked on prescription painkillers, I don't know what is. One problem I don't have is is being rich because people can say what they want about. Oh, you're just jealous because you don't have all the money. I'm going to be honest. Would I mind um, having more money? No. But would I want to be ridiculously rich? I don't think so. Because I, I have known a couple of people, one in particular I can think of, who just, you know, came into a lot of money and just turned into a complete douchebag. I think it does change people. Uh, you know, so I have more money, more problems. You know, you know how it is. I agree. I mean, you have all the losers and, and people who you never talk to hitting you up for money. You hear all these athletes and, and, and artists and rappers like all, you know, oh, I'm broke now. How are you broke? Wasting your money on stupid shit and giving it to stupid people. As soon as someone would approach me, I'd go away, you're stupid, asshole. Well, if you guys didn't know, Jeff uh, Bezos, who I am just, uh, I don't know, enthralled? I, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I'm very fascinated uh, by him and his story because I'm going to be honest, Amazon is the shit, okay? I don't care what people say about, listen, I'm all about supporting local businesses. I am. So if you have a local business and you have the products I'm looking for at a good price, I'll buy from you. Man, but I it's hard for me to find people that beat Amazon. Delivered like two days. I don't have to put pants on, even for the delivery person. Hell, they don't even stick around. They ring the doorbell, drop the package, and leave. All my Christmas shopping past three years have been done on Amazon. Not I didn't set foot into a store. Give me a better option, and I will support you. Obviously, there are certain things you can't, you know, get on Amazon that I wouldn't that I wouldn't uh, suggest. Yesterday, I was on my friend Tony Ashcraft's uh, show here on Vinyl Draft Radio Bullet Points. If I'm buying a gun, 
I'm going to go into a shop like Tony's Black Rifle Company here locally and talk to him and, and get a gun that way. I'm not going to order a gun through Amazon. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, so that's, you know, obviously there are some things, but as far as like toys and Christmas gifts or whatever, eh, come on. Uh, Jeff Bezos, I read that he actually reads emails too. Uh, from customers now i think your chances of getting through like him actually seeing your email it may may not be that great but if he does he addresses it which i think is really cool they they said that he often sends emails to his executives at amazon like forwards an email like a complaint from a customer or something and he doesn't say anything he just forwards it and he types a question mark and you know when they see that man they're shitting their pants like oh jeff Jeff, another question mark. You got a question mark? Oh, shit, you're fired. You are fired. But I can see as, as a name attached to Amazon, he wants things to run smoothly. It's such a big company, things aren't going to run always smooth, always run smoothly. Uh, they had a story recently about uh, some, you know, just asshole uh, delivery truck driver. In fact, just can I yeah in fact I am just gonna impromptu uh, I'm gonna give him dick move of the week it's time for dick move of the week back to you assholes it's only one asshole here Uh, a delivery truck driver I don't know if this was recent I think it was recently uh, but he he got a a, a Amazon employee who was I guess filtering through Jeff's mail I don't I mean he obviously can't go through all of it found this email about this distraught customer who uh, had a, a delivery driver steal his dog. What kind of asswipe steals someone's dog? It was a little cute black schnauzer, you know, the ones that look like they have the goatee. Yeah, very cute. And st- like, that is low. That is low. You can't get any lower. Well, uh, this guy who works uh, for Bezos at Amazon decided to take it upon himself and track down the, the person, the delivery truck driver, who was like a third party, he wasn't affiliated with Amazon, and uh, ended up finding the guy and the dog, and the owner got his dog back. Uh, I think that's pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. But my point is, if, if Jeff, we're on a first-name basis now, gets emails like that, he, he answers them. You know, he goes to his, you know, hey, you, we need to take care of this. You know, even though it's just one customer out of God, how many people shop on Amazon? Hundreds of millions. But, you know, he does the right thing. Uh, But uh, Amazon, oh my God, he is worth $132.5 billion, according to Forbes. He doesn't even know what to do with his money. Like, literally, and he has to, like, spend and keep the cash flow going out because, you know, if you don't, like, you know, pay things and you have to have credit, you know, you have to have all this basically. So he just, I mean, I can only imagine what he spends his money. I would just be, fuck, I'd buy everything. Uh, For us, a dollar, the equivalent of of Bezos would probably be, I don't know, 13,000 at worst. I don't know. It's a lot of fucking money. Okay. For every dollar we spend, a dollar is is just, I mean, it's like a, a, a home to us and he spends it like it's a dollar. He could literally wipe his ass with money. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't even matter. He could burn it. It just, it doesn't matter. He's like Walter White in, in Breaking Bad. He's burying fucking money like a dog. I can't do anything with it. What am I going to do? I'm just going to bury it. Um, they say Bill Gates would be uh, ahead of him, but uh, he has uh, a lot of charitable contributions, Bill and Linda, Linda Gates, which is also great. 
I think if you have that much money, you are obligated. Yes, I said it. When you have that much money, you're obligated to do something, give back. There's There are many causes that you can help out. And still, at the end of the day, be filthy ass rich. $132 billion. And uh, he says, oh, here, here's a quote. I still have an email address that customers can write to. I see most of those emails, and I don't answer very many of them anymore, but I see them, and I forward them, some of them, the ones that catch my curiosity. So there you go. If you have a problem with Amazon, don't make it like some meaningless problem, like, oh, you know, uh, the, my kid's hatchimal was like already like halfway hatched. Whatever. They're creepy anyway. Uh, you know, something serious catches uh, attention. I think that's a good uh, good business plan to have. And by the way, if you uh, have any, you know, let's say complaints or anything uh, about this show, uh, you can uh, f- off and keep them to yourself. Back to the Adam Smasher Show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Take it away, douchebag. All right, heathens. You heathens. I am concerned that our our overall concern for animals is becoming greater than our concern for humans. Now, we can argue this all day. We, we probably won't agree. Before you judge me, I have a dog. We have a dog, family dog. She's a pit mix. Her name is Chloe. She's a very sweet dog, and we love her. She sleep, we sleep together, her and I. We spoon. I rub her belly. She has nine nipples. We counted, the kids and I. And uh, I, I, love, I love animals, okay? Most animals. F*** a squirrel, all right? I don't care. Squirrels are evil. Rabid little beasts. I'm worried that our, our concern for animals is, is becoming greater than our concern for humans. And this story is kind of iffy. I'll give you this. But still, hear me out. There is a bunch of people, of course, if you haven't seen it, they are upset over a police officer who uh, shot and killed a groundhog who was holding up traffic. This groundhog was crossing the road or whatever, and when the woman starts filming the video, the officer's trying to lead the groundhog across the street. You don't want to go to the groundhog. It's probably rabid. And in fact, they had a a vet or an expert or somebody comment on it afterwards. Hold on. <gasps> no! Oh, oh my gosh! And, and oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh oh! Oh my god! Oh my god! He shot <gasps> once, and the thing is still oh alive. Oh my god! Oh, he's again. Oh, he's oh. dead. All right, he's dead. Now, that's a little extreme, but we don't know the full situation. The Carroll County Sheriff's Department issued a statement in which they said the animal was acting oddly and might have been sick or injured. The deputy realized that it was not responding as expected for an animal that was not being cornered or trapped, the department said. Believing the groundhog to be either sick or injured, the deputy then put the animal down for the public safety. And Karen Baker, she is an executive director of the Carroll County Humane Society. She agreed that it was unusual behavior from the groundhog. Now, Everyone is concerned about the groundhog, but they would not be saying anything had that animal been in the road. That can cause a major accident. Think about this. 
because sometimes, look, if, if an animal comes out in front of me, I'm, I'm, I'm plowing it over. But sometimes your reaction is to swerve. You know, that can happen. Uh, an animal out in the highway, you know, can cause some, a serious traffic accident. Somebody could, a, a person could die. All right, a person. So if it comes to that, or if I have to put the groundhog down, especially if it's acting all weird and rabbit or whatever, but people are appalled. Appalled! It's a groundhog. I mean, it's lower on the food chain. And, you know, it's, it probably would have gone, went into the woods and been eaten by a, a, you know, cranky bear or whatever. So our concern over animals, especially like wild animals, look, I don't believe that animals should be held captive and like lions belong in a zoo. And when a lion, you know, eats some idiot who crosses the gate or whatever, that's his problem. All right. Lion's going to do what a lion's going to do. They should be. They belong in their habitat. Uh, I don't. I've never been a big fan of the circus and zoos and everything. I mean, when it comes down to it, like certain animals. I mean, it's a groundhog. I, mm, okay, it's not like he, you know, put down some, you know, somebody's uh, dog that was escaped, and was causing a causing a traffic jam or whatever. But it is what it is. I also read a story about a. Woman who was, I believe she was, if, if I'm not mistaken, she was arrested for leaving her pet squirrel in a hot locked car. In North Carolina, this was. Um, can I get the uh, close-up cam, please? Just, hi there. I'm Adam. It, it's a squirrel, for one. This is a woman who not only has a pet squirrel, but she also takes her pet squirrel for car rides. Clearly, we should just let her be. And it's a squirrel. I mean, whatever. All right? I have no sympathy for a squirrel. Squirrels are squirrel. They're vermin. That's the word. I'm looking for vermin. They're vermin. So let's, let's lay off a little bit. And this is something that really annoyed me. And it's a scenario that you hear animal friends, animal lovers say. And I love my dog, but in this situation, I would not choose my dog. Okay, so if you have a person, let's say you don't even know them, and a dog, and they're both in the ocean drowning, and you can only save one, this is the voice that when she told me this, this was the voice in my head, this crazy person. If you can only save one, who are you going to choose? I'm like, the human, obviously. <sighs> Why would you do that? I'm saving the dog. Human's probably a bad person anyway. Immediately, she's judging the human who she doesn't even know. And, uh, you know, she would, she would save the dog. And I know some of you probably feel the same way, and that's fine. That's, that's your right to be crazy if you want to. But I'm just saying, I, I kind of value human life more than, more than my, my dog, a dog, period. You know, unless it's like, you know... Like a serial killer. All right, let that piece of shit drown. But you know what I'm saying. All right, that's it. Man, people are I mean, people are pissed, too. People are pissed that this police officer did this. Again, which, look, it is a little extreme, but it's a groundhog. My brother used to shoot squirrels in the backyard to cook them in Louisiana. You mad at him? Sorry. I don't know. Human life over animals. That's it. That's a hot topic for some people. Some people get pissed. It's, it's almost like politics, like trying to argue politics with people. 
especially on Facebook, oh, they want nothing. They want no part of it. You would save a human over a groundhog. You're going to burn in hell and have hot flaming pine cones shoved up your ass daily. Mother's Day weekend. Uh, it's weird how different countries celebrate Mother's Day from around the world. In Japan, Mother's Day, uh, it didn't become popular till after World War II. Uh, and it's celebrated on the second Sunday in May, and people typically give their mothers red or pink carnations, which symbolize sweetness and purity. Unless your mom's a bitch, then you're probably not getting her flowers anyway. In uh, Great Britain, Mother's Day is known as Mothering Sunday. Mexico, Mother's Day, a big deal. It takes place on May 10th. Uh, Lots of cities shut down as people take their moms out to eat. And it's not unusual for Mother's Day brunches and lunches to last five hours. I don't want to have lunch or brunch with anyone for five hours. You know, I could be eating brunch with Jesus, and after like, you know, an hour and a half, I'd be like, man, Jesus, I got to go. I got some stuff to do. Anyway, uh, well, here, how do we celebrate? How does your mom want to celebrate? I started doing this a couple years back, and... Uh, Look, there is one thing I I think that I can't speak for all moms, but I know I can speak for my wife as well as a lot of women that I know that your mom, you can, you know, do all this stuff for her. But you know what she really wants for Mother's Day? She wants you to leave her the fuck alone. Okay, that's that's what she wants. And that's what they deserve. You know, mothers by nature, they have this uh, this need to do everything and always be you know they've got a million things on their minds have you have you ever had your wife or your or have you ever done this ladies uh you know oh i got i didn't sleep last night this is my wife why i just a million things running through my head i don't know just a million things what just stuff just like everything you know just i don't know just couldn't sleep guys we have no problem just shutting it off there you go off it was on now it's off and it's not coming back on for at least eight to nine hours. So you can leave her alone. You can leave mom and, and you know, grandmas are probably a little bit different. They enjoy going out and seeing the grandkids and stuff. But if you got like a working mom, like she's got a job and she's, you know, she's co-parenting with you, with, with the kids, she's tired, man. She just wants, again, leave her the fuck alone. That's all you got to do. I mean, you can schedule like a brunch or a spa or whatever with her and her friend maybe or her going solo and you just take the kids and you disappear. Maybe she just wants, you know, a few hours in the house quiet. If you have kids, your house is never quiet. So leave her alone. And I was in the the studio, the other studio, recording studio earlier, and uh, I just felt inspired and uh, I was... I'm dying to play some some piano. Sometimes I just got to get it out. You know, my fingers are moving. I just got to get it out. I think it, it came out nicely. Leave mom alone. Leave mom and your wife the fuck alone. Mom's been through quite a lot. Like she wiped your ass and your snot.
fuck alone on Mother's Day. Now go away. Seriously. And don't forget to take the kids and pour me some wine that came out of my vagina, not yours. I know you don't have a vagina. Stop arguing. Leave me the fuck alone. Can you? So, moms, you want to let your, your guys know for Mother's Day? What do, you, what do you want? I want you to leave me the fuck alone. The Adam Smasher Show. For more, check us out at VinylDraftRadio.com. This is The Adam Smasher Show. Okay. By the way, you can uh, curse on this show if you want to. I don't okay. know if you're a big uh, potty mouth, but... Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes shit just needs to come out. That is right. I'm very proud of you for doing that. Uh, I am here with uh, Amy Robison, who I asked to come on, who is the host of Thrive Life Radio, which is on Fridays at 10 a.m. here on uh, Vinyl Draft Radio. And uh, I do, I think this is, uh, last uh, last week I had, I believe I hadn't dug for uh, uh, the 10 questions bit. So uh, randomly I'm just going to pick people uh, behind the scenes here or, you know, people who work here and, you know, kind of showcase them and, and what they do. And uh, when it comes to nutrition and things, uh, you are... Well, not the man, but you're the you're the woman. <laughs> I try to be. I do my best. Uh, tell everybody exactly like what your title is. So I am a nutrition consultant. So that's a certification. So I'm a certified nutrition consultant, and then I also um, went through a what's called a functional nutrition program. So functional nutrition is all about what's the root cause, what's going on in the body, and kind of using the symptoms to get there instead of just treating the symptoms. Well, I, I told, uh, when Amy came up here, uh, I told her, I said, wow, you did, you came at a perfect time because I am, oh, I am in like the worst shape of my life and I am uh, bringing up some things to my office here and I have this really small file cabinet. It's not very heavy at all, but it's it, really small. it was so <laughs> awkward, um, because the, of the length I had to like wrap my arms around it and then like kind of hunch over and I was fine. And I came up and as soon as I walked in my office, it felt like someone, uh, stabbed me in the lower back with a, with a knife. <laughs> They are hungry for some kale. That's right. <laughs> I, I th- the phrase "I threw out my back" is such an old person thing to say, but it it happens. I, I remember the first time it happened. I we were on vacation, uh, and we were in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I just we come up for the beach. I don't like the beach; it's like sand everywhere. But I came up and I was showering off to get all the sand off of me, and I was like bent over, like in the shower, because um, I drop the soap or whatever so i i okay i went and i picked it up and as soon as i i just i stood up boom threw it out i was on the couch for like two days yeah yeah i know the first time i threw it out it was this is probably like 20 years ago so i'm like in my early 20s and i was waiting tables at the time leaned over to wipe a tail the table off and literally just fell flat on my face and i could not move it was just gone simple simple thing wiping a table down my back was out yeah it was horrible when your back is out it it cripples you and and i guess if I walk a certain way, it's fine. But if I now, I mean, I, so like I'm not totally incapacitate, incapacitated, but uh, uh, but it hurts. So yeah, um, no, it sucks. It really, it, you just can't even do. You can't do anything. And I don't. Uh, I don't like to. I mean, I don't mind pain pills, I guess. Pain pills are always scary to me because I had a friend who uh, got hooked on pain pills after a car accident, graduated to heroin, lost his family, lost his job, ended up robbing stores to get money, and then he died of an overdose, and he's my age, and that scared the the shit out of me. But I have taken 
pills before for, you know, after oral surgery or something. And I've, I've never felt the urge to like, you know, I've never like hooked on like, oh my God, I gotta have them. But they're terrible. They are terrible. That's why I'll just tell Deb to bring some needles up tomorrow, and uh, she can just stab you and okay. get the pain to go away. Now I've now sir, uh, I've always wanted to try uh, acupuncture because I've I've been to the chiropractor before. Hmm. I've had good experiences and bad experiences with chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. I mean, did, what did I just pay? Did, did you just crack my back? I mean, <laughs> what's the deal? Uh, but I've heard a lot about acupuncture, and I've always been curious to try it. It's awesome. She's really good too. She like she's a doctor of oriental medicine, so she knows her stuff. So she's great. I love I, isn't it. Isn't oriental? Isn't that racist? Can we say oriental? I don't know. That's the that's the school. So I'm just gonna say right. that's what the school is. Okay. So uh, I wanted to uh, bring in uh, Amy here because this is uh, something that uh, I, these are all health related questions. Okay, uh, these ten questions I wrote down, and uh, I think people can take a lot from this because there are a lot of. A lot of things when it comes to getting healthy and getting in shape, and getting healthy doesn't mean uh, you know you have to you have to diet and go to the gym. It's just there's so many other components that that's why I really like your show. When when I first got here, um, uh, one of our uh, uh, Bertrand, our, our CEO, he was saying uh, we've got great shows, and he was bragging on your show, and I say, like, huh? And I listen, and I actually. When I'm when I'm sitting, I'm listening. I actually take notes. Awesome. And I, I love had that. A, what was the note I took the other day? Uh, it was uh, your uh, your um, the things the five things that you have to do every week. What did you call them? Oh yeah, my non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wrote down non-negotiables. Yes. So. Uh, that's good. All right, so here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten questions. Ten questions. This is ten questions. The Adam Smasher Show. Why am I talking like this? Uh, your first question is: um, Every time you post a picture of your keto-friendly meal, an endangered baby panda dies. Is that true or not? <laughs> I really hope that's not true because I know there aren't a lot of baby pandas. Uh, well, okay, all right. So, <laughs> so, so let's just, no. Tell okay. So tell me about the because everyone is, it's all over Instagram. It's, it's it's keto, 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 and I just had someone who said, "Oh, my husband lost twenty pounds uh, with uh, my keto meals." I've been and they look they they actually look tasty. But what's the deal with with keto? Okay, so keto has actually been around for decades. I know it's really big right now. Like paleo, primal was really big like five, seven years ago. It was was the thing to be doing. And there's good things about that too. So keto is like the it thing now. But it's been around for decades. This is like from the 1930s. They were using it for epilepsy and had a lot of really good um, things going on for people with um, like neurodegenerative and things like that. So it's been around a really long time, but now it's just kind of resurfaced, I guess you could say. Someone like pulled it out of the magic hat and said, this is the new thing to do. They're really really is actually a lot of literature, even scientific literature about ketogenic diet with cancer, with type two diabetes. Um, so there is a lot of, there are good things about it, but it's extremely restrictive. So it's really high fat, like 80% fat, maybe like 10, 15%. Actually, that's a little too much. Probably like 70, 75% okay, fat. What kind of fat? So good healthy fats would not be... Not like potato chip grease fat. No, okay. definitely not. Avocado oil, um, avocados, olive oil, butter, ghee, animal fats. So your larger, your tallow, ghee, things like that. So that's wait, what they wait, mean. I'm sorry. Do you say a ghee is a karate robe? That's a, that's a ghee. What, <laughs> no, is, what is that? Ghee. Ghee. G-H-E-E. Clarified butter. 
So it's really just butter that's just been cooked down to where it's pure butter fat. I, so it okay, removes the casein and the lactose. I just watched Cobra Kai on YouTube Red, and he has a ghee. A ghee. Ha, have you seen it, by the way? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, no, I need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Really? It's, really, it's Karate okay. Kid. It's Daniel and Johnny 34 years later, and Johnny's okay. like a total drunk. It, it is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I wondered because I'm like because it has that kind of Karate Kid feel to it. it totally, but is. I didn't really know what it was about. So, and I'm gonna have to go watch it. I, I binge watch it. It's good. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's what keto is like in a nutshell. So it's really really high protein, very low to moderate or fat, very low to moderate protein, like maybe 15 percent, and then like 12 percent carbohydrates. So it's really really restrictive on the carbohydrates because the idea is you want to burn fat in ketones. Ketones is an energy source that your liver can be that your liver produces, or you're gonna burn is glucose. That, is the energy source is is that the thing that Thanos wore on his hand for, for Avengers Affinity War? Yes, that is exactly it. Okay, all right. <laughs> so anybody can have one of those if you're burning ketones as opposed to glucose. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that's essentially what it is. You mentioned you mentioned uh, you know low carbs. We've been hearing that for so many years. Yeah. Uh, so really, are car- carbs the enemy? Carbs are not the enemy. I think part of the big issue that we've seen just over the past like 50, 60 years when the whole low fat, no fat came yeah. about, which was on actually pretty faulty science at the time, but it took off and, you know, all of the health associations just jumped on board and went at, went with it. So that's when we got our food pyramid, which is like eat like a bazillion, you know, servings of carbohydrates, grains in one day, and then minimal amounts of everything else. Well, obviously since then we've all gotten really sick. I'm not saying that's the only thing contributing to it, but obviously didn't really work out for everybody because type two diabetes is really, really high now. So it's not that carbs in general, especially from fruits and vegetables are bad. It's when you're doing a lot of those real processed, you know, refined grains, when that's the foundation of the diet, Mm -hmm. that's where we see the problem. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, next question. Uh, matcha is actually just regurgitated baby vomit with artificial flavoring market, uh, marketed to hipsters. Well, it it might kind of look like that. It's it, what did you call it? Hulk green? Was, yeah, it's uh, Hulk yeah. green. Hulk green. So it really does look like that. Um, matcha is another one of those things that's actually been around a really long time. It's in like an ancient Chinese tea. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a more concentrated form of a green tea. So the benefits you would get from a green tea is going to be more concentrated in the matcha. So, but there's things that you can get from a lot of different foods. So you don't necessarily need to go out and buy matcha because you can get those things just from a regular green tea and from other parts of the diet as well. So it's, it is a good food, you know, it's a good drink, but it's not something you necessarily need to hop onto the bandwagon for the next big drink that's out there. There's plenty of ways to get those nutrients. Okay, so is is matcha just basically like the new kale when kale came out? It's oh my god, it's freaking kale, so great, so good for you. Yes, exactly. It's like the new kale. So you know how kale, if you were at like a buffet, it used to line the buffet, and that's the only place you saw kale. Yes, <laughs> do you remember? Yes. <laughs> so then kale. That, that's where it belongs, <laughs> or in the garbage. <laughs> so instead of like back then, it was spinach, and then when kale was lining the buffet, and then kale took off, and it's the new superfood. So matcha is like the new superfood green tea yeah okay um uh here's uh here's what interesting this this happens uh i'm gonna probably share too much information about my wife but uh question number three if you don't poop in a whole week you may die there is actually some legitimacy to that 
question. I mean, they're re- it's it's so important to poop every single day because, okay, so here's what's going on. When you're that constipated, it's not just like you might feel kind of crappy and really bloated. You are literally putting waste back into the body. So that's going back into the bloodstream. It's go it's it's going back in the body. You're what's what we call retoxing. So it's going back into the body as waste, which can make you really, really sick. I mean, I would someone who's not who's pooping maybe once a week, they probably don't feel good. So they may just feel run down and sluggish, probably really bloated. They might have headaches all the time or get sick a lot, things like that, because you're putting waste back in your body when you're that constipated and you're really stressing the large intestine out. Okay, because my my wife, okay, for a perfect example, um, she and her her grandmother has this problem. Uh, Her sister has this problem. They will like go sometimes. And she's tried like probiotics yeah. and she's had to change those up a, a bit. But sometimes she'll tell me, oh my God. And she, normally it's just complaining like I, I feel gross and bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll she'll tell me uh, I haven't pooped in like over a week. And my eyes, the first yeah. time she told me that, my eyes got this big. Because as a guy, I know if that happened, I would already, I, w- I would be in the emergency room like day two going, doctor, what's going on? Seriously. And she's tried, uh, you know fiber stuff, Miralax, yeah. and I don't know what it is just with her. Is it, she tells me, and I don't know how, because she hears things and she just repeats them. Uh, like when it comes to IBS, there's a there's different kinds of IBS. Like she says, well, there's one where you, you know, you're, you, it's causing like your stomach issues, but there's also IBS that actually causes what I have. Like I can't go. Is that- so IBS is really just kind of a catch-all phrase for you have digestive problems and we don't know what's wrong with you. Okay, all right. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, it really is. So of course there's going to be different types of IBS because you're going to have different symptoms involved. Some people may have diarrhea. Some people may have constipation. So with the con- so IBS just really doesn't mean anything. It's more of why are you having so much constipation? What's going on? Is it something in the diet? Is it like a motility problem? Like there's those waves of muscle muscle peristalsis in the intestines that are supposed to move that stuff along. Right. And those can actually get kind of stopped up where those waves are not happening. And there's different things that you can do to get that to start functioning again. So it could just be as a structural thing that they're not moving. It's just not moving. Right. So all the probiotics and fiber and all that stuff in the world is not going to correct that. So it's mm. something else going on. Like what, what, what could it, what could it be? Like what, so, or what, what can you do about it? Do, yeah. you, do you have to go to a doctor? Not necessarily. Um, I mean, if you went to a, just another practitioner, a nutritionist, a, sometimes a health coach or a naturopath or something like that, they can probably help her out with that rather than just a regular doc who, who might just not understand and want to just give her a medication for it. Um, but it could be, they that, always do that. Yeah. Here's a try this. Yeah. Try this, try that. And there is some trial and error to things in general. Uh-huh. I mean, you she could also go get some stool testing done and see if there's some weird weird bacteria imbalance where just a regular probiotic is not going to fix that. Um, But another, if it's a structural thing where those waves aren't aren't working right, it could be that there's low tone in the central nervous system, specifically the vagus nerve, because it kind of runs all over, but it attaches specifically to that digestive tract. So that tone is really low, and that happens if people are under a lot of stress. Um, Stress shuts down the digestion, like literally. So if there's really low tone, then it can kind of slow to a halt. Mm -hmm. Another thing is hypothyroid constipation is really really common with low thyroid function because thyroid's metabolism fire right, everything's right, right. moving so when there's low thyroid function that's a really common symptom i mean she's really she she's uh looks fit she's uh you know she's 
you know, she's not, she doesn't have uh, any other like health problems, but I just, I, I freak out every time she says, it. I go, you have to go do, are there like, uh, are like uh, exercises you can do for your digestive tract? Kind of like when like, like Kegels strengthens your vagina, you know, can you do like something to strengthen your intestines? Yeah. Strengthen those intestines. <laughs> so, um, you, you can, one of the, the funny thing, one of the things you can do to tone the vagus nerve, if that's the problem is gargling. Really? Yes. It stimulates that um, whatever mechanism, and huh. I can't explain it fully, to tone the vagus nerve. So, but you, I mean, it's like really aggressive gargling. So it's not like, uh, you know, and spitting it out. Right. It's like a whole glass. You do it like three times a day. And you, every single sip, you're going to gargle it like with this, some intensity to where it's almost uncomfortable. Like for 30 seconds to I a I saw a video with one. gargling on the internet made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So she could try to gargle for a couple of weeks and see okay. if that helps. But there's something going on. There's something going on. And IBS is just uh, like IBS is like the BS, you know, diagnosis. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, I used uh, I used voice to text for these questions. So it took me a minute <laughs> to figure out what this question said. I figured it out. I got Stupid, it. Stupid uh, iPhone. <laughs> iPhones are the worst. Um, why is nutrition more important than the gym or working out or is it because i think it is it is it is more important it's not and this is not to overshadow and say that exercises and moving your body is not important it's important i have a theory but you tell me why i think i know the answer but you you give us your opinion first. okay so number one you can't out exercise a crappy diet so if you're eating crap food you can't exercise and make that crap food go away it's still in your body it's still having an effect the body runs off of nutrients it does not run off of bench presses so if you're not putting nutrients in your body things are going to break down much faster and and then if you're eating crap food and exercising like crazy, all you're doing is stressing your body out because it has no real fuel to run off of. Okay. That, that's what I was going to say. It's all about like uh, your body. It's kind of like uh, if you go to, you have your car, if you go and you fill up your gas tank in your car with like uh, magic bubbles or, <laughs> or just, you know, orange juice, your car's not going to run. Okay. Exactly. It's not going to run. You need specific uh, gasoline to make your car run. So that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard like one of the best like descriptions of something like this that I heard recently, it's like trying to build a house instead of with like concrete for your foundation, you're using styrofoam blocks. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you can see how long that's going to last. Back to the Adam Smasher show on final draft radio. Take it away. Douchebag. Okay. Um, we're uh, hanging out. Um, uh, I really dig Amy Robinson and her her show here on Bonner Draft Radio is called Thrive Life Radio, and it airs uh, Fridays at 10 a.m. And um, when does it air again? On, is it you, Monday morning? You catch the uh, the schedule. Go to the schedule. Go to VinerDraftRadio.com. Google that. Don't ask me. I don't know. Google it. Do you, and again, do I? I said this on Wednesday. Do do you get mad? I legitimately get mad when people ask me questions and I just look at them and go, Google it. I what what? Just Google it. Seriously, everything is at the t- like you don't even have to type anymore. You hit the microphone button, you go, Hey, Google, what's up with blah 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 blah? And it gives you the answer. So don't ask me questions. God, 
so stupid. I, I totally, yes, I totally. I'm, I'm here with you. I'm I on mean, the same page. Do you remember when we had to go and look th- for information through books yes. and shit? Like go to the library and look up in the encyclopedia or the microfiche. Okay. Remember that? Yes. And and I was saying this the other day. I, what the fuck is up with Dewey and his decimal system? I don't understand that decimal system. I still, uh, I, I cannot today, cannot tell you how to use the Dewey decimal system. I still don't get it. If it wasn't in like alphabetical order, right. that was the easiest way to find it or then alphabetical by like section, you know, it was like fiction, nonfiction God. or health or whatever. That was the easy way to I, find it. I feel like I'm Nicolas Cage in like National <laughs> Treasure and I'm like, I have to f- just to find a book. I got to go through different clues. Okay. So we're doing 10 questions uh, with Amy Robinson. And uh, the next question is, um, uh, as a nutritionist, what are some of the diets that you see out there or things that you're not a fan of? So I think that Right now, one of the big things I'm not a fan of is super restrictive diets for no for no reason. I mean, there's medical reasons to do a restrictive diet, but people do them a lot for weight loss and things like that. And there's benefit to all of them. I mean, like you were just talking about the Whole30 before we you know went into break. Whole30 is a big one, but it's very restrictive. Um, there's the autoimmune paleo, which is very restrictive, of course, autoimmune based. Um, there's the SCC diet, which is specific carbohydrate diet. Then there's ketogenic and on and on and on. So all of these diets have merit. And there are good things about them, but they are very restrictive, which means they tend to have nutrient deficiencies behind them. So where you get into the trouble is you eat this way, super restrictive, and then you start to expand the diet out and then you start having problems. So you start having symptoms or you're not feeling really well, or you start getting weight back um, because you kind of put yourself in a start a little bit of a starvation mode by restricting so much nutrients. So it's really better. Like if there's just a couple of foods that are a problem, take those out and see how you do instead of going to such an extreme um, for the weight loss. Cause eventually you're going to have to build the diet back out again. Well, I was saying it's one, not the, sustainable. one of the biggest problems, with that with me is like I'm the kind of person not just with food with anything if you tell me I can't have something that's what I want and that's what right. I, you know what I mean right and so, so it's then like you're you setting in, yourself up for failure you set yourself up because then you get in the whole deprivation thing and a lot of times you're taking all these foods out but you don't really understand why and so that <laughs> then creates a lot of other problems and another thing that we, I see that with all these restrictive diets is now we're getting into, um, health issues like orthorexia, which is like clean eating. That sounds like a dinosaur. It's an eating disorder for clean eating where you have to eat so clean and everything has to be so perfect. And so within the spectrum of the restrictions that it becomes an eating disorder. So I actually, that that is nuts. It is nuts. And, and then if, so people start getting really afraid of food like really scared. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I would people, never be scared of food. I, I dream about I food. I know. People are, are afraid of food. They're so afraid of what to eat because there's so much information out there that it just wigs them out. And then it has the complete opposite effect because they're so stressed out that, like I said, it shuts your digestion down. So even if you're eating a good diet, you're not absorbing anything now because you're so stressed out about what you're trying to eat. So that kind of stuff, without at least some guidance of why you're doing it, can just really set yourself up for some further problems. I, I have, and it sucks because I know, uh, what I should be eating and what I shouldn't be eating. And, uh, I use, uh, excuses mm-hmm. and, and everything to, to not, or just convenience. That's yep. a big thing for you. If I had, I always yeah. say, if I were like Oprah and I had like a, a chef preparing all my meals, I would have no You'd problem. Be stellar. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, I have two kids and I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. What only thing in the, in the, the, the cabinet is like freaking you know doritos or whatever 
And uh, I hate grocery shopping. I just, I want, basically, I want someone to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, the nice thing is, is that you can get all that shipped to your door now. I mean, you yeah. literally don't have to go anywhere. You can buy all your groceries online. Yeah. You can, you know, either have them shipped to your door or you can pull into the grocery store and literally have them loaded into your car. I do curbside meals or online. delivery. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's great. You can get meals online, local delivery. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff for convenience now. Um. Okay, so next question is uh, the Whole30. The Whole30, true or not, uh, true or false, the Whole30 is just a cult formed by the beef and produce industries. Well, I'm going to have to say it's false, but it might feel like that. <laughs> so, I mean, again, there's benefit to the Whole30. They're, they're pulling out some foods that are inflammatory and problematic for a pretty decent portion of the you know people out there. But again, we're getting back into those super restrictive, you can only eat certain foods, and then the obsession comes along with that, oh, I can't eat outside the Whole30, or my health is going to go to total shit. You know, so you kind of, you just set yourself up by doing these restrictive diets, again, Again, without some guidance, without a purpose, you know, understanding why you're doing it to have problems down the line. And the other thing is that people think some of these diets, even like paleo, primal, keto, that it's just a license to eat like lots of steak and bacon. Oh, and I'm yeah. not opposed to either of those things. I right. love steak and bacon, but that's actually not what it means to eat that way. Right. That was like yeah. the whole the whole Atkins thing. It's like right. that was never a long-term solution because, yeah, you can eat meat and cheese all you want, but after a while, you're going to clog up your arteries yeah. and have a heart attack. Well, you might just be or just be really constipated. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you got zero fiber and they're moving these along. Okay, uh, next question. Um, we're doing 10 questions with Amy Robinson, and it is, if your poop is neon green and you have not recently eating, uh, eaten a snow cone, you immediately need to rush to the emergency room. Well, there, there's also some merit to that question. <laughs> I love it. The neon green poop. This does happen for people. Because when I wrote it, I absolutely had no merit, intention of merit, but go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe if you're drinking lots of matcha green tea, you might have some neon no. green, Hulk green poop. You won't have that problem. Um, so when you have green poop, there's lots of reasons that you could be having it. It could just be that you have lots of vegetables green vegetables in the diet it could be that you had a green you know uh what did you say snow cone yeah because I, I, I think uh, i can't remember everybody's probably had a, a time in their life when they haven't eaten a snow cone or anything dye green and yeah. then they go poop and it's green you're like oh my what? god what is going on <laughs> Exactly. So, and then it could just be that maybe you're having a little bit of like loose stool or the stool's going through the digestive system too quickly. So it can't break down the bile, which is, has kind of that green tinge, but when it's broken down, it's brown. So it just went through too fast and now it's green in the toilet. So you don't really need to worry about that unless it's like continues day after day okay. after day. Or if you start getting like flu-like symptoms, you're getting fever, chills, vomiting, all of that kind of stuff. That's when you definitely want to go and find out if there's something more going on, but um, not usually a thing to worry about. What about, cause this happened to someone uh, here, um, our uh, friend Bertrand, he once reported that uh, he, uh, I think it was, he described it as an octopus and a ship's wheel or something. <laughs> I'm like, man, you better get checked. That, is, that does not sound healthy. That, no. that does not sound good. You know, okay. there's, there's all different ways and shapes and forms that the stuff comes out. And it does mean something. I mean, if it's like super loose or super constipated, right. it, it, it does mean there's a problem going on. It's, that's not normal. Okay. Uh, eating kale is the equivalent of eating... Um, uh, chilled crispy cardboard pieces. Hold on. The funny thing about this is voice to text. It reads eating kale is the equivalent of eating children crispy cardboard pieces. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, what? 
<laughs> chilled. I'm so glad that I know that that chilled. actually meant um, that that was actually a voice to text error. <laughs> chilled. I was a little cons- I was a little concerned. So from a nutrient perspective, I would say no, it's better than that. From an actual texture taste perspective, I do somewhat agree. I am I, I am truly not a huge kale fan. I mean, I will eat it and I will incorporate it into some things on occasion, but I just don't like the texture. I try. I really because it is really good for you. Okay. But it's not my favorite, so I just don't eat it very often. Can we also agree on on something? And this is this is what I, I call bullshit. I call bullshit when people tell you, oh, kale is so good. It's so delicious. No. <laughs> Whatever you drizzle on top of the kale is yes. delicious. Any kind of lettuce, greens, like raw spinach, it doesn't taste delicious. I'm sorry, it doesn't. You have to put something on it for it to taste, because otherwise it's just like... I mean, I'm not a fucking rabbit, for God's sakes. (laughs) No, I actually agree with that. When I eat kale or salad, spinach, something like that, it has something on it. It's got other vegetables. It has dressing on it. If, you know, you're sauteing the spinach, it's in like bacon fat or butter or something delicious like that to make it taste really good. Those things, to me, are more a vehicle for deliciousness. Right. Or you can can put, like, that's, if you want the nutrients, you can, like, you know, blend it, put it in a a smoothie smoothie. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right. uh, Almost done here. Uh, Eat. Even though you are a nutritionist focused on healthy eating and living, what is your favorite horrible thing to cheat eat? I love French fries. French fries. And I also have to say that I love Fritos. Oh, like the like original the really Fritos? crappy original Fritos. Like we don't, I I just get them when I'm making chili because my husband loves Frito pie. Oh yeah. And so I make homemade chili. Like I'm putting oh, all the yeah. seasonings in myself and all that kind of stuff. So I get Fritos because he loves it and we don't do it that often, but I I will like sit there and eat them out of the bag. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is so bad, but it tastes so good. <laughs> Those <laughs> are so they're, salty. They're so salty. And I'm a salty person. I don't really have a sweet tooth, but salt, uh-huh. I love salty food. And so that just gets me. I have to put the bag away because I will, I'll just sit there and eat it. Have you ever uh, tasted a Vegemite, the thing that Australians use? Uh, at like a, it's like a spread. I know what you're talking about. No, I have okay. not. Um, it is, as far as saltiness, it is Fritos times a hundred. It is the saltiest thing I have ever eaten. It's, what is it, it made of? It literally looks like. It literally uh, tastes like uh, you are taking a salt shaker and just pouring it in your mouth. I mean, it is the saltiest thing I've ever ever had. I like salty, but that sounds horrible. <sighs> okay, um, see, that, and makes I have me, a, that makes me like swell up just thinking about it. I have, and see, my problem is I have the sweet tooth. Like I love, I love sweets. What What's your favorite uh, French fries? Where are they from? Where? I actually like Five Guys. Oh, those are good. Yeah, yeah they're those good. good. I used to be out so like long, long time ago. I used to love Target French fries. <laughs> Target <laughs> I'm serious. French fries. So this is like a long, like when I was like a teenager, maybe early 20s, yeah, yeah. and we had no money. And we would literally like dig in the couch or the like uh-huh. the car looking for yeah. change to go get Target French fries. It's we I know it's really weird. Try the um, smash burger. Try the smash fries with the I don't know if it's it's olive oil and some kind of I forget some kind of seasoning uh, on it, but they are delicious. Okay, I'll oh. have to try that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this oh this is the last one. Okay. Um, what is what uh, what's the mo- the one most common thing that you find people doing wrong, uh, and how do they fix it? Like like out of out of all the people you work with at at my delicious, um, is it my delicious? My life. My life delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the people you could tell, like one thing that keeps repeating over and over again you see with clients and and what it what would it be? So I would say the number one thing is the 
thinking that they're eating things that are healthy based off of what packaging tells them. <gasps> so I think this is probably the nut. So they're because people honestly, people do try to make good decisions. They want to right. buy. They want to put things in their body that are going to make them feel good. But they're they're basing their decisions off of what a marketing company is telling them to do. So words like natural, which has no meaning whatsoever. There's no regulation on the term like certified organic. There's strict regulations. Natural means nothing. It could just be like a natural person packaged it. I mean, <laughs> how serious. I mean, a natural a, citizen <laughs> of the United States packaged, packaged this. it. I mean, it literally means absolutely nothing. And you know, all of the it's heart healthy and all uh -huh. I mean they'll put heart healthy on like fruit loops and crap like that oh, so yeah. it just it doesn't mean anything so you're mu so much better off number one eating real food and by real food I mean it's grown in the ground it walks in the ground it swims in the ocean that is food right. that's a number one thing you want to do don't rely on what the packaging tells you because they want to sell their product I mean the whole purpose of a business and a corporation is to make a profit so they want you to buy their product they're not looking out for your best interest as far as I'm concerned they want you to buy more product and so they're using those terms like the, the funniest thing I heard someone explain this the other day was the more things they try to the more things it says on the package trying to tell you how healthy it is, the worse it is for <laughs> you. So if there's multiple things on the package, like it's good for your heart, it's gluten free, it is heart healthy, it is, you know, low fat, it oh is no God. fat, it is salt free. The more things that are on the package telling you right. how healthy it is, that means you just need to walk away. Just right. turn around and walk away and go buy some kale. <laughs> uh, is it, it have you uh, before kale it was uh oh you remember the wheatgrass shots you yes. could get at like smoothie king or wherever mm -hmm. it was jamba juice jamba maybe juice, it was. Jamba um, juice, is yeah. it, it like one shot of that is they would say oh that's equal to like two pounds of vegetables that that's not true is it i don't know that it's that much it literally yeah. tastes like uh you're licking the bottom of it's a lawnmower awful. i can't do it i oh, just see, I it can. makes me like Anything yeah. in a shot, if I mm -hmm. can just do it and get it over with, yeah. I'm I'm totally. It's when I have to sit there and like eat something <laughs> like, like, like uh, this is gross. I'd rather just get it over with. Yeah, and again, with all of that, you know, condensed stuff right there in that little shot doesn't mean you're going to absorb all of that. Right. So there's a lot more to the story than just like take these shots and everything's going to be great. That might work for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. So Thrive Life Radio is on at uh, 10 a.m. on Final Draft Radio. Uh, if people want to uh, get in, not that. Any Anyone listens to this show, but if people want to get in contact with you at My Life Delicious, what do they do? They just need to go to mylifedelicious.com. All my contact information is there. You can set up an appointment there. Everything you need to know is on the website. All right, there you go. Uh, Amy Robinson, thank you for these uh, 10 questions. Uh, I feel like this was a very educational uh, segment. Now we're just going to go back to uh, making boner jokes and, and ridiculous stuff. Glad it could help. Let's see what's happening in Hollywood. Uh, Flicker Stick, it's a good band. You should check them out, all right? Now on to Hollywood. So someone broke into Rihanna's home just uh, the other day and stayed the night. Rihanna wasn't there, all right? Uh, police were alerted when the security company got suspicious. Her alarm had been tampered with, and when they showed up, they found the 26-year-old guy. They arrested him, and uh, TMZ says that he resisted and had to be tased, which, oh, God, I hope someone got on tape. I love seeing criminals being tased. It is the best. So Fortnite is so bad, Boston Red Sox pitcher... David Price has been diagnosed with carpal tunnel, which hurts and it sucks. And especially if you're a pitcher, if you're using your hands, that's no good. 
If you're going to get carpal tunnel from anything, all right, get carpal tunnel like a man for masturbation, all right? Don't Fortnite, please. What are you, 12? Uh, Nine Inch Nails is doing something that I think is pretty cool and different. Uh, Nine Inch Nails and the Jesus Mary Chain uh, launching their North American tour. It starts in September. And if you want really good seats, you have to actually go to the venue and get tickets. Nothing is being done online. Nothing. And here's the thing. They put a message on their website, Nine Inch Nails. And here's what it said. You, an actual human being, show up at the box office, interact with the ticket seller, another actual human being, and purchase up to four tickets that will actually be handed to you on the spot. The tickets will not be available online anywhere else before or during that day. And all the seats, including the best seats, will be available first come, first serve. You may actually encounter other actual human beings with similar interests, like wearing black clothing, uh, and potentially interact with them. The experience has the potential to be enjoyable. The promise of a world made better by computers and online connectivity has failed us in many ways, particularly when it comes to ticketing. Everything about the process sucks, and everyone loses except the reseller. We've decided to try something different that will also likely suck, but in a different way. We're hoping uh, many of you will be happy with the results, while some may do what they always do and bitch about it. Of course, the bitching's fun. Anyway, I think that's great. They're, they're actually making you uh, interact with other human beings. Now, are you, you're probably saying, Adam, are you going to go? Hell no, I hate humans. Uh, I hate other people. No, I'm not going to go. Sorry, Trent, but I did see Nine Inch Nails uh, years back, and holy crap, it was one of the best shows just to go for the lighting and the visual effects. Um, it, it was crazy. I've never seen anyone do shit like that. Really, it was good. So it'd probably be worth it for you to go if you've never been. Watch us on Facebook Live at Vinyl Draft Radio or stream us on YouTube. Go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Guys, I uh, popped my... Fully automatic cherry this week. I said I popped my fully automatic cherry this week. Yeah. Um, I shot my friend Tony Ashcraft from Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Took me to the range and we fired a couple of uh, automatic weapons. One of them was, and when he talks, he could explain what it is. Uh, I can't. I just, it, it was a gun that went really fast. So instead of like pew, 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 it went faster even. But it was fun. Man, was it fun. See, I'm not like a big gun guy. I don't really own guns. But it's fun to go shoot them like that. You're in a safe environment, you know. So, yeah, I guess I'm pro-Second Amendment, pro-gun. You know, grew up around hunting all my life. I, I don't, you're not going to kill anything with this fully automatic weapon. Like, you can't go, you know, shred a deer. But, again, you go to the range. Uh, it was very professional. Safety, you have to do all these special steps just to get in there. And uh, it was great. It was. Uh, in fact, he invited me on his show this week to talk about it. If you missed it, here's a little from Bullet Points. 
guys, during the commercial break, uh, Tony and Tegan were talking about uh, cars and carburetors and like guns and and I. It's just like all foreign, like Latin to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Man, man. So Adam's man card got punched here recently, but uh, I think probably probably for the first time. That's the first time I've uh, shot an AR before. Not like that. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys when we went to the range. <laughs> It, you know, there are a few other people shooting, but every time when Tony brings out his his bag of goodies uh, and starts shooting, uh, everyone stops and they come over and go, "What is that? What kind of what kind of caliber is that?" Because he has all the cool toys. Yeah, did you see there was a there was a couple of guys that it took them a while before they would come over. Like we had a rabid pit bull on a chain or something, and they wanted to pet it, but they were sort of sort of scared to approach because they were like, uh, "What is?" Uh, uh. Well, and here's the sound. You in the, you go in the in the range and you can hear, you know. And then you know where Tony is. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was something else. So what we took out, um, uh, ask Adam a while back if he wanted to go shoot because, you know, I knew he was still a little bit not manly. And uh, I thought, what better way to punch a dude's man card than to take him and cut him loose with some fully automatic weapons? So wow. that is exactly what we did. Um, what we have here, or what we what we have, was a uh, a Glock 17. So it's a it's a G17, the nine millimeter. It's a Generation Four that w- came into us as a police department trade in. So we took it and converted it to fully automatic. And before you guys say you can't do that, that's illegal. Well, hey, guess what? I'm a manufacturer, so yeah, we can. I learned that it, it's it is it's very different uh, how movies and TV portray weapons than they actually are yep. of course they glamorize them and when you actually now don't get me wrong yeah weapons are dangerous if you don't know what you're doing uh, you know so I'm not gonna be like uh, although did you like the clip I edited with the video with Rambo he's got like one hand he's like Arr! but uh, they, they glamorize them so it, it is very different so I think I I would advise people to to educate themselves just to, uh, you know, even if you're anti-gun, educate yourself, and you might have the same opinion, but your opinion might change. That's true. You know, yeah, and I know guns aren't from every or for everybody, and and I don't expect that. I mean, you know, diversity of opinion is uh, is sort of what makes this country roll. If you don't like guns, then don't like guns. But as Adam said, you know, you should always educate yourself about firearms. You should always know about firearm safety. You should always know about firearm laws, um, so that you can make a better informed decision for yourself and your family. Be that in the eventual purchase of a firearm or protecting your family and yourself, uh, keeping your family and yourself safe from firearms because people, I mean, accidents do happen. And I, I, I am of the mind that, um, that 99.9% of the time in an imperfect world that, uh, gun accidents are preventable. I think, oh, yeah. I think people just, they don't take the precautions. They're careless. They don't store a gun correctly. They don't take the time to to clean it properly, load it, unload it, store their ammunition, store their weapon correctly, and then you know accidents happen. People get hurt, and then uh, the entire Second Amendment uh, populace takes a bad rap because guns 
suddenly become the bad thing. Even if you're not like, we don't really have guns in my house. I'm not anti-gun, obviously, but um, I will when my kid uh, and mine, my oldest is 10 right now, pretty soon, I'm going to, I'm, I will educate them just in case you never know. They're going to be at a friend's house. Something's going to happen. I need them to know, kids need to know that uh, a weapon, it can be dangerous and it's not to be played with. And I think, I think you have more than one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a continuing thing. I think it is an ongoing thing. And I think that, um, at least for me anyway, when I talk to my kids about it, um, I get feedback from them. I say, hey, what do you think? I make sure that when I have a conversation with them, I make sure, especially my, my six-year-old, my 13, 14-year-old, I think they kind of get it. Um, or at least I hope you, you guys better get it if you're listening. Right. Come on, smack you upside the head. But um, but my six-year-old, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that I get good feedback from him. You know, I get interactive with him. To, hey, you know, if you see this, tell me what you're going to do. You know, how are you going to act? What should you do and what could happen? But you're, you're right as far as, as keeping up with the conversation. My friend of mine, uh, we, we just entered that age where, where our, our oldest, they, you know, have to have the, the sex talk or whatever. Right. You have to keep checking in, as we say, with That's them it. to make sure. I, you know, they, he just asked. I had to explain to him what a boner was the other day. And that was a good conversation. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Better yeah. you than me, brother. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> we're going to talk more about guns, cars, and <laughs> boners. boners, I suppose. <laughs> Hey, listen, you all, everyone needs like a redneck friend with a bunch of guns with a small arsenal tucked away somewhere, just in case, you know, if he has to blow some stuff up, he can write that down. It's the Adam Smasher show bullet points, by the way, airs on Tuesday, 3 p.m. right here on Vinyl Draft Radio. You can also check out previous shows, that show right there. Uh, that you just heard a clip from, vinyldraftradio.com. Go to the video and audio archives. More Adam Smasher Show coming up on Final Draft Radio. Watch us on Facebook Live at Final Draft Radio or stream us on YouTube. Go to vinyldraftradio.com. All right. Look, I'm going to go if you're okay with that. All right. If you aren't, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I hope that you guys have a great weekend, a good Mother's Day weekend. Moms everywhere, you're the best. You birth us, for God's sake. So you literally push us out of you, which is still gross and amazing to me. My mom's the best. She uh, raised me. She's uh, the reason uh, I you know, will always do the right thing and listen to my conscience. My wife, who has uh, been amazing, and it always... And it hasn't always been easy either. In fact, it's not easy right now, but she still manages to uh, be a wife and, and a mom. And I, I'm glad she's stuck around this long with me. Hey, so again, have a great weekend. And remember, if you still can't figure out what to get your wife for Mother's Day, guys, something that's easy and free, just give her the gift I always give, which is leave them the fuck alone for an entire day. Try it. Leave mom alone Leave mom and your wife the fuck alone Mom's been through quite a lot Like she wiped your ass and your snot Day after day go away You'll have to deal with it and free your 
Seriously, and don't forget to take the kids and pour me some wine that came out of my vagina, not yours. I know you don't have a vagina. Stop arguing. Leave me the fuck alone. Adam, Adam, Smasher, Final Draft Radio.